Welcome to another edition of the Game Preview Podcast presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Ethan Greenberg here in Florham Park. Cynthia Freeland, as always, on the other side of the country in California. Cynthia, are you ready to roll? Jets got to win. We're rolling here. I mean, it's way more fun to do this when we get wins. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And now, you know, we'll be represented not only East Coast, West Coast, but soon I'm traveling across the pond to London where the Jets play Tottenham Hotspur Stadium Sunday, 9.30 a.m. on the East Coast, 6.30 a.m. if you're a West Coaster like Cynthia. But if you're like Cynthia, you're up pretty much at 6.30 anyway. So you'll be watching the games no matter what happens. So let, as always, let's start with a coin toss. And are you uh, again, are you just, just going to go tails? Tails never fails. Got to keep it going. All right. All right, here we go. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's simulating. And it is, in fact, another Tails. So congratulations. Yay. Cheerio. 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 So you get the choice, as always, Cynthia. Would you like to start with the Jets offense or would you like to start with the Jets defense? Offense, for sure. All right. Well, let's just uh, let's just rip the Band-Aid off, shall we? Quarter number one. Let's get into it. The Jets passing offense against this Falcons passing defense. Zach Wilson coming off his best performance as a rookie, 297 yards, two touchdowns. But what do the numbers have to say about his performance? And do you like this matchup Sunday against the Falcons? Well, the numbers show that Zach Wilson really improved in a couple of key areas in this past game. The first was on intermediate passes, an area where he had thrown picks before. It wasn't the case in this last matchup. And now those 20 plus air yards, those are deep, deep completions or deep attempts per next gen stats. Zach Wilson now leads the NFL, the entire NFL, in total passing yards with 361 that were earned off of these deep passes. So it's really, you're starting to see like exactly what we saw from college like translate into the NFL. And as for the forward-looking bit of the matchup against the Falcons, this is a very targetable secondary. This is an area where you're going to see some nice deep gashes. And I think Zach Wilson has a chance of this one to become the first rookie quarterback in the NFL to win in London. He's the fifth one to attempt it. And all four so far have been unsuccessful. Wow. That is a great number. So the other four quarterbacks over four, Zach could be the first one to win in London against Sunday, 9 30 AM this Falcons defense. You know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Do you take stock that the first three games, the Jets played really had a hindrance on Zach Wilson because of how good those defenses were last week against the Titans was the first that wasn't against the top five defense. The numbers, we know what happened. The Falcons also not a top five defense. In fact, they are 18th overall in the NFL. And so you think this is a favorable matchup. How about for the receivers in particular with Elijah Moore, hopefully back in the lineup and Corey Davis coming off a strong performance last week. So I like the Corey Davis numbers. Obviously, Corey Davis, there's some familiarity there. Arthur Smith, who's now the head coach of the Falcons, he and Corey Davis were, I guess, teammates. I guess they were, they worked together. Obviously, Arthur Smith was the offensive coordinator and Corey Davis was their first round pick a while back. But the familiarity there is going to be a factor. So they're going to have some plans for him. I do, however, love the Jamison Crowder effect, his five receptions on six targets from the slot last game. And of course that touchdown from the slot Jamison in the slot is a really special thing. And I'm not sure they have 
the antidote for that. So I think the Falcons defense, you say, you know, they're 18th overall, which is like about average, right? That actually doesn't reflect some of the situations they've been in because I would rate them as below average, not because I am being mean, but because you have to contextualize the care, the who they've played and the situations they've been in, right? So you saw last week, you saw kind of in the end of their game against Washington, you saw Taylor Heineke connect with Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, by the way, is super underrated, but they did have that last minute kind of come from behind win situation happen. So, you know, taking into effect, uh, into account and, and kind of adjusting for opponents, I think this is a defense that is very susceptible. And I think that Jamison Crowder, I like him to score a touchdown. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. All right, so that first of all, that would make it two in a row for Jamison Crowder. Welcome back to the lineup, 82. I misspoke. They're eight, the Falcons are 18th in the NFL against the rush, 23rd overall, 21st against the pass, and allowing an average of 264 passing yards per game and a total of 383 yards per game. So that kind of leads me into the next point here, which is our rushing defense, which is 18th overall, the Falcons' rushing defense, and this Jets' rushing offense after week two, they really haven't found their footing, no pun intended. They haven't rushed for a lot of yards, but the Jets have been dedicated to at least trying to establish a run. Do you think this is a favorable matchup for the Jets against the Falcons defense? That I spoke to Steve Weiss, your colleague, earlier this week, and he said they have a pair of underrated, in terms of the national eye, inside linebackers in Deion Jones and Foye Aluakon. Ooh, good job with that name. Yeah, no, Ooh, thank I you. think that was tough. Like that it. was a high pressure situation. You did. You handled it masterfully. Thank Very you. good. Great deep pass connection. I'll take that from here. But look, I, I agree. I think that, look, Dean Pease is the architect of that defense. He's a defensive coordinator. He was in Tennessee. You saw they use weird exotic fronts. He also comes from like the Patriots mindset. He was at the Ravens. Like this is a guy who knows what he's doing. So those linebackers are actually almost always, you'll see underrated linebackers in a Dean Pease led defense. So you're right. I don't think this is going to be the situation where we see Michael Carter go off for like 150 yards and seven touchdowns. I don't think that's going to be the case. I do think that being average or above, you know, keeping the manageable downs and distances that's going to be on schedule is going to be a big deal. And I think that shorter runs or small passes to create that run, especially to the outside, I, I think they have a better chance of succeeding in this matchup than some of the previous ones. But I do, I do think that it doesn't need to be that awesome. It just needs to be good enough in order to keep the passing situation where Zach Wilson could diagnose the defense, right? So it doesn't need to be six yards a clip. It doesn't, it doesn't need to look like that. It just needs to be efficient enough because remember they, all these things work together and Zach Wilson can make up for a lot of kind of inefficiencies in other areas with that deep pass. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'd like you to talk about the difference between being successful on the ground and also the effect of just being dedicated to the run, whether that be throughout four quarters, let's just say it is three yards per carry, but you're dedicated throughout four quarters. What kind of effect does that have for an offense that maybe isn't 
gaining six yards of carry to use your example. Yeah. So it's very, it's very interesting when you look to see like, what's the magic number? Everyone's always like well, first four yards on first down, that's the magic number. And I, I think it, it honestly, it really depends on your personnel. So if you're getting three yards on first down, but it sets up a second down where you're able to clearly see your receiver being open, then you convert on second down. Like then who cares that you've got that three yards on first down. The point of being dedicated to the run is to give the quarterback a chance to diagnose, is this zone or is it man? Is this going to be a blitz or is it not going to be a blitz? Are they showing me, what are, what are they showing me and what are they actually doing and slowing the game down a little bit? Like it actually physically slows the game down to run the ball, even if it's only for three yards. Now you can't get stuffed or make bad decisions on, you can't on second and 10, maybe not the best idea to hand the ball off again, if it hasn't been working. But being dedicated in manageable situations that stay manageable. So there's very little risk of running on first down if you also have the chance on second down to pass. You need to understand what you're looking at from a defensive standpoint. And this is a defense that absolutely will be able to be something that Zach Wilson can diagnose, even if those runs do not get you six yards a clip. I think that's a great way to look at it. Also, when you think about this offense, which is ironically, you know, similar to what Arthur Smith ran in Tennessee, what he runs in Atlanta, the Shanahan disciple offense is predicated off of making things look like a run. So even if you dedicate to the run throughout four quarters, and let's say you're not very successful, at least the defense will be on its toes. And that hopefully will be the case Sunday when the Jets take on the Falcons in London again, 930. Now we're at the half. All right. Yep. Halftime. And let's start Half-time. with this. Let's start with this. You actually have a little bit of a history overseas, don't you? I grew up in Luxembourg, so I do. And I we used to go see soccer matches in in London. All like we watched a lot of Man U games because you know when you go, it's kind of like how when people from foreign countries come to New York, they always go to Yankees games, right? Like they just kind of go with the one that they know. So we went to a lot of Man U games, but I'm like OG Man U fan, right? Because I know who Ryan Giggs is. So if, if that's how you know if someone's like actually paid attention since the 90s or not do they know ryan Giggs? got it because he was like you know beckham before beckham was like a thing wow okay and so <laughs> did you did you play soccer growing up like when you a came lot of soccer States? oh yeah lots of yeah. soccer and ice skating super random i'm from michigan so you know but i even ice skated in luxembourg wow okay <laughs> and do you uh so i'm going to london right by the time this airs i might be in london Ooh. so what what should I what should I be expecting over there? And what kind of terminology do you think might throw me for a loop? I love it. So I mean, look, we got the NFL security in here right now. Uh, this is the green room. You know, this is how, what happens. Live live yeah, yeah. live they're, podcasting. They're, prote- they're protecting you over there. Protecting me for sure. So um, I think look, the food in London is going to be more fried, right? Like you get some good fish and chips. Chips, by the way, are fries in that case. So. You want to definitely make sure and 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 experience some of the the local fare when it comes to that, and maybe go with like extra beer because the food isn't maybe like it's not like Paris where the food's like incredible. It's it's good. It's fun food, not necessarily. It's definitely not healthy. So you're gonna to need to go for a little extra walk. But um, you also need to know you also need to know like a few things, right? Like add a U to like color with a U color. It's like color, and you know okay. like. You got some good accents. When you go to the restroom, you call it the loo. Be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go to the loo. Or, you know, you just and and you just just mimic what they do. You know, that's what I, that's my advice for you. That's what I did. 
Okay. Uh, thank you for the advice. You know, going to the loo just sounds very, very elegant. Way more elegant. Like going to the bathroom. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about it. The loo. The loo. Mm -hmm. And, and you so, can you can you do an accent? Do you, are you good at? Ah! I mean, look, I grew yeah. up with listening to it a lot more, so I can say a few <laughs> things like, and be like, the New York Jets are, you know, then you talk about like. You know, they're going to spot of tea or you want like the New York, you know, well, I'm, I'm not going to keep doing it too much, but you know what I mean? I'm better at like a French person speaking English because I heard a lot of that in Luxembourg. Okay. So what real quick before we get into the third quarter, can you give us one line French person speaking English? Yes. You know, that has nothing to do with the Jets playing in London. We still need it on. We still need it on the game preview podcast. Just, I mean, it's, it's perfect. Why not? So if you want to like, you know, you can be like, they don't pronounce our ages, right? So. Which hotel are you going to be staying in in London? You have to say it like a little. Wow, that was yeah, really okay. good. Very impressive. Okay. Golf clap, golf clap. You know, thanks. Yes. That'll, that'll be you after your golf league. You need to do more golf clapping after your round of golf in London. Yes, maybe some golf club throwing, depending on how I hit them. Happens. But Happens to anyway. the best of us. You bring a group of guys together from all different teams, works of life, different situations. Let's put all the pieces together. Hey, dominate today. Dominate all three. One, two, three. Dominate! First thing you try to do is establish some type of something that can connect everybody. You now you can see the brotherhood forming. You can see the love for one another forming. The eight-yard line. Wholeheartedly. And, and that goes a long way uh, into shaping the way we play on the field. That's on three. One, two, three. Net, you know what? We, we're recharged. Let's dive in to the second half here. Let's start. Let's start off in the third quarter, obviously, because that comes before the fourth quarter for our home field IT defensive spotlight, which is this Falcons pass offense, but really focusing on this Jets pass defense, specifically the defensive line, getting after Ryan Tannehill last week, seven sacks total. Your guy, John Franklin Myers, just continues to pop off. Quinn and Williams had two sacks. No big deal. Yes, no, no big deal. Nothing, no, nothing to see here. Let's keep moving. But you think this is another favorable matchup for the Jets? I do. I think, look, Matt Ryan, it has not been a pretty start to their season. And Matt Ryan is not a very mobile quarterback. He stays in the pocket. He's a true pocket passer. There aren't a ton of them left, but he's one of them. When I look to see the pressure effect, it may not always net in a sack because we know sacks can sometimes be a function of other things, right? I think it's like he has a pattern like three sacks, one sack, three sacks, one sack in the past four games. But it's the pressure that really matters. And seven different Jets had at least three pressures last game, which is going to be a very big problem for Matt Ryan in this offense because the pressure is coming from a lot of different levels. It's not just coming from one area or one concentrated spot. It's kind of spread out. So that's problematic, especially when you look to see he, they've had to use tricks, a.k.a. Cordero Patterson, to create their offense. They haven't been getting it like the way normally teams do, which is like, you know, rushing and then, you know, passes from intermediate or deep passing. They've had to do tricks behind the line of scrimmage. Cordero's listed as a running back. So like you can sneak that in fantasy and like trick your friends using him as a running back. He's really kind of a wide receiver. I don't know what he is. He's a hybrid. You know, he's had a touchdown reception every level, like behind the line of scrimmage, short, intermediate, and deep. And when you have to resort to tricks like that, that means you're trying to escape pressure. And pressure is something that the Jets front is very good at. 37.5% rate against the Titans. Wow. All right. You know, Cordero Patterson, I'm very happy that you mentioned him because that's that's 
the guy that your guy, Steve Weiss, said to keep an eye on because he had three touchdowns last week against Washington, and we'll see what happens. And that right there was your home field IT defensive spotlight. The segment presented by Homefield IT. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $500 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. So let's just wrap up with this, Cynthia. Quarter number four, real quick here. Falcons run offense. Weiss said it's non-existent. Do you agree with that? And what do you think about the way that this Jets defense handled Derrick Henry despite what the numbers say? Uh, Jonathan Franklin Myers looked pretty darn good out there. I mean, so did CJ Mosley and so did, obviously everyone looked good, right? Like there was some good linebacker play. I just like to bring up Jonathan Franklin Myers whenever I can, but basically what, I don't know if I think it's non-existent, but it's certainly not going to be a factor in this game. You're not going to have like a Mike Davis big, the the run game for both in, in, on both sides here, it's going to be about passing in this game for both teams. And it's interesting to see how they're using Cordero to create a run game out of little passes and tricks and gadget plays. But again, tricks and gadget plays look to see Robert Sala's history against them. It doesn't go well, like, especially when he has a good front like that. So I don't even know if I think, I think actually, I do think Kyle Pitts is probably a bit more of a factor in the red area than we've seen. And I think he might get his first touchdown in this game. He's their rookie first round pick tight end that everyone's kind of hailed as like the second coming of Tony Gonzalez, which we're going to slow our roll on that one a little bit. But I think they'll have to use the fact that he's really big and has a good size advantage over some of the Jets defenders. I think that's one to watch in this more than, you know, I think Cordero is, is a trick that that uh, that coach can under can can diffuse. Right. He's a trick that's not going to be too tricky in this one. All right. Well, real quick, you know, we, we have to wrap up here because practice just ended here at one Jets drive. So we got to cut the fourth quarter short. Just like in third in 30 seconds or less, your thoughts on this game overall, anything that we missed? So I think this game is going to be an, a, about passing. And I think it's going to be about who can reliably connect for those deep gashes. We've seen a lot of attempts by them, by Matt Ryan and specifically Calvin Ridley, but they haven't really been on the same page in connecting the red area. I've also seen some really odd things from the play calling in the red area. Like I saw Matt Ryan attempt to run the zone read in the red zone two weeks ago. That was a strange play call. I think what we're seeing from the Jets is a little bit more of like this nice development from a rookie quarterback. I think that this is this game is going to come down to who can connect more reliably 10 plus air yard passes. And I think it's going to be a very, it's going to come down to kind of who has the ball in their hands last because Matt Ryan does have a nice history of, he's a very, he's good at reading defenses and he's good at figuring out a way. Like you can't take something away from him. He's a very good quarterback. So I think it's going to come down to who has the ball in the last possession. All right. There you have it. The overtime period. I forgot to even call it the overtime period because I was a little flustered. That's how we wrap up the game preview podcast presented by WinBet Again, Jets, Falcons, London, 930 in the morning on the East Coast. And of course, betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Cynthia, thanks a lot. And we will see you next week 
oh, maybe not next week because the Jets are entering the bye week. So, well, get a, so, nice, uh, yeah. get a nice little rest. You know, make sure you get home. That time changes. It's brutal. So try to get used to it quick. All right. Will do. Well, we'll see you when we see you. And next game, Jets pass. But for now, Jets Falcons this Sunday. Thanks again.